Now the show about faith, miracles, and the supernatural, Praying Medic Live. Our host is a paramedic and a former atheist who now sees miracles nearly every day, and he teaches others how to live a supernatural life. Here he is, Praying Medic. (laughs) Good evening. Welcome to Praying Medic Live. I am your host, Praying Medic. In the studio tonight joining me is my amazing and beautiful wife, Denise. Hello. And... Our awesome friend, Todd Adams. Uh, I almost said hello on the amazing, beautiful part until you said <laughs> wife. And then I, uh, I better hold back. Dude, it is so good to have you home here. You're it's, amazing and beautiful, too. You are amazing and beautiful. I'm often referred to as the beautiful and talented. And the wiseacre. Yes, more often <laughs> The beautiful and talented wiseacre. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you who don't know my friend Todd, Todd is, he is quite a supernatural fellow in a natural way. This hour, we're going to be talking about some of the things that he has experiences and some of the things he does. Todd, you're not exactly really like a spiritual superstar. I mean, you're not an author. You don't have any films out. You Yet. actually, you actually drive a you actually drive a bus for a living. I do. I drive a a bus that is required for any transit company to get a grant from the federal government. The ADA made a uh, an amendment to the Constitution that said that people with disabilities had to have a way to get around and i drive one of those buses so you drive a like a wheelchair lift bus there's yeah there's one of those okay (laughs) all right walkers and people who aren't sure if they're walking up the stairs or down i get to Mm -hmm. help all of them right and you work in tacoma which is where i used to work on the right right so we transport a lot of the same people i'm pretty sure but i don't ever mention your name i know (laughs) thank you very much that's awesome now, I want to talk about what happened at the gathering last year. Now, for those of you who don't know, I went up to Tacoma, back to my old stomping grounds. I uh, was invited to go to one of the few conferences that I actually, I just don't do a lot of conferences, but we, we got together with our friend Steve Harmon. We did a lot of teaching about emotional healing and about traveling in the spirit and seeing in the spirit. And one of the featured guests was Todd and the worship band. And well, it was Elizabeth and the worship Elizabeth band. Elizabeth <laughs> and the worship band, right, I should say. Well, the three of you did an awesome job. Yeah, and it was good. During that, during the worship sessions, there was a lot of people who got emotional healing. Yeah, we should say that Todd is a percussionist and also plays Native American flutes Among and other, other things. Aboriginal he's not, instruments. He's not, a, he's not a drummer. Yeah, it's not your typical no. worship. It's not your typical worship at all. It is all. not. Um, I mean, the earth moves when Todd and plays the angels his dance instruments. Yeah, and I had an experience uh, as as well as many other people in the room during the worship. Would you like to testify? Oh yeah, I totally Go would. For it. Um, Can I get a witness? Yeah, Elizabeth started singing about. Well, she sings prophetically. I believe it just flows through her from God, and and then Todd is a support system behind that on the percussive instruments and everything and other instruments like flute and it was just flowing i mean there were people in the room just falling on the ground and i was one of them i'm leaning up against the wall in the side of the room and and elizabeth started singing about it's not too late god says it's not too late for you for the things that you dreamed of the things you always wanted to do and you think you missed out but you really didn't and i was just thinking of my life and and the way that i wanted to do art again fine art and 
I just felt like I wasted so much of my life. And then when she started singing that, it was like speaking right directly to me. So I just, I just slid, literally slid down the wall to the floor and was in tears for like just being healed of my, uh, my issues over that whole thing and, and feeling like free. Okay. God is saying it's not too late for me and I can still do this, you know? And there were other people with similar experiences that night. There were a lot of people who were on the floor. I, I looked around and I saw people getting healed and going through a lot of interesting things, which I don't see at a lot of church services. But that was just an amazing thing. Well, what and happened? the heartbeat thing. The heartbeat There's thing. There's something that Todd does a lot, and it sounds like a heartbeat. It's like God's heartbeat. And something about that just speaks to people on a deep level, I think. Todd, talk to us about the heartbeat. Um, I, I believe that we all need to hear God's heartbeat. And I believe that it is, uh, it has a different sound indigenously on each continent. I, I try to get in touch with, with the aboriginal things around me. Uh, I, I'm not afraid of, uh, a lot of people look at, at drums and they're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. You got to get that away from me because there's, you touch it and there's demons going to come. Yeah, because it's a tri- considered tribal and it's yeah, not Christian, typical and, Christian. And and I, I figure if if I do my job and I go deep into worship, if something like that shows up because the drum's familiar to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to have its backside handed to it on its way out the door. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to last. Yeah. And the, the heartbeat is, we all long to hear. I mean, from the time that we're in the womb, there's a heartbeat that surrounds us the yeah. whole time. We hear our mother's heartbeat. And as we grow older and, and we, we, we long for, for that kind of intimacy. And when you're, when you're intimate with someone, you lay your head on their chest and you, you hear their heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just such a tremendous, there's, there's a, a, a security that comes out of that. There's a comfort that comes out of that. And so when I, when I drum, uh, depending on the drum that I have, how I, how that is, it, it performs, uh, it, the heartbeat is always involved. Are you trying to connect people to the heartbeat of God? Um, I used to be very intentional about it, but it's part of me at this point. I've done that for long enough that it isn't something that I think about very mm-hmm. often when I'm, when I'm playing. Uh, but there are times Elizabeth will talk about getting close to God or hearing his heartbeat. Uh, and, and I play into that. I, I, I have a lot of strange things that surround me in my little cage uh, at church when I'm because I, I play on the worship team at church. I I'm still hanging in there, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I have a a sound cage around me and hanging from all all around. I've got wind chimes. Some of them are are very light sounding and very angelic, and some of them sound like dry bones and they're coconut or they're they're you know. Some of them are very deep toned, and and I seek these things out. I seek out different sounds because the sounds click. They're not quite like aromas. Smells click memories pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but sounds do too. And and we we connect with sound and rhythm, and it it changes how we feel or it coincides with how we feel. I, I heard a pastor say one time that he he. Uh, he would get depressed, and so he would put depressed music on. 
And it was so that he could, could wallow in the depression. Mm-hmm. And we, I believe, as a, as a Christian community, as a Christian body, have come to a place where we have stopped wallowing and realized that we can use that as a lifeline to get out. And it will change your spirit. It will change your heart. Uh, it weakened Denise's knees up there against the wall. Yeah. Uh, just because of the the internal sense, it, it touches the integrity of, of our emotion. And so it changes it. it. It cleans it up. It makes it real. It makes it true. And the sounds that you put out there are just very natural and earthy. I mean, that's one mm-hmm. thing I really love about it. It's not like rock and roll. It's, right. It's deep. It's It cuts right through your soul and your spirit. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's made of things, you know, the drums are made of skins and of wood and of things that are of the earth. There is kind of a primal sound to it when you're doing your thing. It's very much like, unlike anything I've ever heard before. Well, it, it, uh, it's very, very unlike. I, I've actually had some issues in, in my own coming to grips with what I do because I don't know anybody who sounds like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who uh, makes it a point, and I'm sure that they're out there. I just haven't met them. Make it a point to collect the sounds in order to express thought processes. Uh, symbols are great for lightning and and some drums are better for thunder than other drums. And, and they've actually created a tube called a thunder tube that's got a spring hanging off of it. And you shake that thing and you've got the, you know. It's, it sounds fun, too, you know. It, it is. Well, I noticed your, your percussion cage has a lot of things hanging off of it. Is that your idea is to find uh, instruments that convey different mm-hmm. you know, sounds and different, right. evoke different right. feelings and emotions and things? Right. And, and to... to because of the way that we, the way that we do worship these days, uh, it is, uh, it's led, and so I lead with sounds. Todd, what is it that you try to accomplish through your music? Depends on the setting. Uh, in worship, I just want to be there to facilitate um, the leadership that is vocal. Uh, I long for a time when we as a worship leading organization, more or less, uh, get to stop leading people emotionally and mentally and allow them the opportunity to worship from their own heart rather than tell them what to be thankful for. Mm. That's a place I long to get to. And then I can do the same thing. I'll be able to just uh, emote. Or if I'm struck with an intercession, there's times when I intercede through the through the the drum, or if I have a Native American flute, whatever I have, I will use that thing to express uh, a feeling that's within me. A friend of mine died, and I had a flute that was, it's uh, a Native American style flute. Flutes and drums, they're tools to me. I mean, they're right and left hand kind of thing. Uh, but I, I have this flute that is, uh, it's split. It's got a drone on one side, and then the other side is is the melody side. And uh, my friend Elvin passed away. Elvin Gladney. Elvin Gladney. I didn't know this was going to come if I even started talking about him. I might get a little <clears throat> a little, little furry in my throat. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. Because the man was a father. 
uh, if anybody, to me, if I was going to point to someone and say, this is what an apostle looks like, mm-hmm. that's the guy. Hmm. Because he always led from the bottom up. Uh, and when I heard that he passed away, because I'd heard that he was sick, he was taken, it was, uh, it was ugly how he passed away. And um, it looked like diabetes. It looked like a diabetic coma. Mm-hmm. And he was not diabetic. And it just, it took him fast. And we were praying for his healing. And then for a month afterwards, we prayed for him to be raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. And you said you had a flute. We're looking forward to meeting up again anyway. But I had this flute and and I, it was emotion that was coming out of me. It was an intercession for his wife and family and for myself at the loss of of, Mm -hmm. uh, a father in the community. And, uh, so I, I played it and then it struck me that I needed to play for the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so I played and it sounded like sunrise and I didn't know that was coming. I didn't know what that was going to sound like. And it sounded like sunrise and on my bus, uh, there was a gentleman on my bus and, and I was just sharing with him that I, that I played the flute and what things sounded like. And, and, uh, I had the ability to play it through the bus sound system. And I played, oh, cool. th- <laughs> I played that song and I said, just tell me what you think of this. And he says, my God, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And that was the part where I was mourning. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes my emotions, that's, that's where they're expressed best mm-hmm. and most powerfully is, okay. is through playing. Okay, I'm going to come back to... Because I might have forgot the question. No, that's okay. No, you answered it. <laughs> I'm going to come back to the, the bus and get, have you testify. The, the oh, testimony yeah, that guy. We'll come back to that in a minute. But I have a question. So you play a lot of Aboriginal yes. instruments. Why those and not the other instruments, the, the ones that we typically see in music? The biggest reason that I, that I play Aboriginal instruments is because the the church at large has told Aboriginal people groups that they're unwelcome. And the way that they've done that is to say, don't bring that drum. Don't bring your Native American drum. Don't, uh, I don't want to see a drum with tobacco hanging off the back. People are going to have a hard time with that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's, if we look in scripture, it talks about incense. It talks about um, when they burn the palm palm leaves and whatnot, mm-hmm. all of those things that they used were things that were indigenous to the people. Mm-hmm. And so what's indigenous to the people where I live are cedar boughs and sage is big down here. They use sage up, up in Seattle where I'm at, Seattle area, Tacoma. Uh, and so I'm not afraid of that. And if I'm, if I'm leading a church service, if I'm having a church service, and we need to have incense or we need to have something to, to burn uh, for the, the, the smoke or, you know, because the point of the thing was that our prayers are carried off into yeah. by the smoke. Uh, and, and that's the point. That's what the Native Americans do with it. Their prayers are carried on the smoke. So as, as long as we don't allow those things, as long as we vilify those things, that's part of those people's identity. And as long as we say that that's not acceptable, they hear that is as you're not acceptable. It's a rejection. And God does not 
want. God doesn't value you. Doesn't value your. You need to be European. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about India. Uh, the guy's name is McCullum, and he said that the reason that there has never been a revival, a national revival in the nation of India, is because no one is doing Aboriginal praise. No one is using an Indian format for their music. It's all European. Mm-hmm. It's all that European. Music. Now that's changed. There's a guy, there's a band called Aradna, A R A D N H A, I believe. And a young man with YWAM went over there and already played the guitar. He learned to play the sitar, which mm-hmm. is, is a beautiful instrument from over there. He learned to play that and began writing music in the style of the people that he was, mm-hmm. was around. And it's beautiful music. He's got a couple, three albums out, I think. And it's, it's very gentle and it's very much the way that they see things. And there's, there's stirrings. There's stirrings in, in India now that there weren't before. That's cool because we both know people that are going to India. Uh, Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. has been going to India lately. I think Jeremy Megashin is going to India here in about uh, five or six weeks. My landlord built a, an orphanage there from the ministry oh. that he had in, in uh, Olympia called Revival Town. Oh, oh, right. Right on. Jason. Yeah. 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 Jason. Right on. That's cool. I would love to see uh, some cool things happen in India. There are some cool things happening there. Getting back to the Aboriginal and the native, the heartbeat and, mm-hmm. and the music will, will help that happen. Right. Well, and it, you know, Jesus said, go to every tribe and tongue hmm. and disciple them. But he didn't say change who they are. He didn't say change their identity. He said, teach them to worship. That's what he meant was teach them to love me. Mm-hmm. Teach them how much I love them. That was the big thing. Teach them how much I love them. Don't teach them to act. Don't teach them to do, because mm-hmm. that's that's not what he likes. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> teach them how much I love them, because once people know how loved they are by God, yes, that kind of changes how everything changes works. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not trying to jump through hoops to please him because you know that he loves you. Right. Right. To do the do, it doesn't count unless you be the be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I, Frank Sinatra, I think, said it. <laughs> a little bit different. But. Can I quote you on that? Absolutely. <laughs> right on. Oh, that's, that's awesome. You had a testimony from a guy who was on your bus. Same guy. It was the same it guy? It was the same guy. Oh, you didn't tell me that. No, I didn't. I, I had put together an album to pay for a mission trip. And, well, I didn't put it together. I had some stuff that I recorded. And my friend, I think on Facebook, he's called Al Mac. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he wanted to help me out. So he put, the, he put these songs together on a CD, and then it became a CD. And it's called Prototype. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Sure thing. Do not go away. I'm Praying Medic. This is Praying Medic Live on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I am your host, Praying Medic, in the studio with my friend Todd Adams and my beautiful wife, Denise. So, Todd, you were telling us a testimony of a gentleman who used to ride your bus. Yep. And you were playing a song from one of your CDs. Yes. It's track number five on the prototype CD. Track number five on the prototype CD. And what happened to this gentleman as he was listening to your music? This particular song 
I had uh, added a Native American drum. The, the particular drum that I had was special made. It was very large, and so the, when you would strike the drum, the sound would carry. Was that Priscilla? No, Priscilla's my djembe. This oh. was before Priscilla. His name, this drum's name was Joseph. Okay. <laughs> and I took, I took Joseph uh, to Europe in July, and Joseph came back in not so good health. And so I don't have Joseph any longer. And I wept over that, too. But anyway, I'm on the bus, and, and, uh, and we're driving along. And I said, hey, I said, just, just listen to this. Tell me what you think. I didn't tell him it was me. And so stuff is just playing. And uh, this song came up, and there's this flute that's kind of alone. And then periodically through the flute, I would just touch this drum and allowed it the song or the the sound to sustain and and decay. And it was about a minute and a half into the song, and I look in the rearview mirror, and he's got tears streaming down his face. Mm. (laughs) And uh, and I waited till the song was over, and I said, "So how you doing?" And he said, "That was cathartic. (laughs) It just became." Uh, it, it, it took him away. He wasn't in his wheelchair anymore. Mm-hmm. He was somewhere else. And, uh, I talked to him another time and he said, you know, he said that song has become part of, of my, my pain, pain management. He says the, the drugs don't, don't do it anymore. Wow. And I, I use that song. <laughs> See, you never know. Oh, at that point, at that point I was convinced that I needed to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, we're just learning. I mean, we've been studying this for a while because I'm interested in healing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are? A little bit. <laughs> when did that I'm start? Cur- I'm curious about it. Uh, we have a friend who is putting out some music, and her music is all about uh, f- frequencies, finding mm-hmm. this right frequency. I forget what it is. It's 432 hertz, mm-hmm. which yeah. seems to, for some reason— be a frequency that is very powerful for healing. Yes. They, they believe that it's the ancient, that it's the ancient tuning <clears throat> that things just naturally come up to. Uh, most everything that you hear on the radio, uh, most everything that you buy in a store, they tune, it's the, the, the note is A, and they tune it to 440 hertz. And everything is hmm. tuned to 440 hertz. And so it's all the same. Uh, if you tune down to this to 432 the a as a as 432 hertz uh things happen things happen yeah <laughs> things, <laughs> things that you just don't expect the friend of ours is del hungerford mm-hmm. and she's put out a bunch of cds I, w- I might put in some links to her music in the podcast notes because i've heard some testimonies from people who said they've been healed listening to this music at it's tuned to 430 uh, Four th- 432, 432. Mm-hmm. it's very interesting I have a friend that tuned uh, – actually, I, I'm going to make some CDs with this friend of mine up, up north named Steve Hampton. And uh, he was leading worship at a conference over by Lake Chelan, and he tuned all of his – he tuned his instruments to 432. And then he told everyone on the team mm, to, to, to tune to him, and they had no idea why. And <laughs> without knowing that that happened, they wouldn't just naturally hear it. They wouldn't naturally know that that change had happened. And at the end of the conference, he was telling me that this woman came up to him and and said, uh, after the first worship service, I didn't stutter any longer. She said, I had a horrible stutter. (laughs) And I'm singing this worship with you 
and I'm not stuttering. And I thought, well, that's different. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, She thought that that was different. And then, but when you sing, I mean, Mel Tillis doesn't stutter when he sings. He's got a horrible stutter. Right. So later when she was just talking to people and it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't run right up to tell Steve. She wanted to make sure that this was for real. (laughs) And so when it was all done... Uh, when the conference was over, she went up to Steve and, and she told him, she said, I used to stutter and I don't anymore. And that it happened freaking awesome. during <laughs> that worship. That's awesome. So you believe worship is warfare, don't you? Very often. Very often. I, I think that, that uh, everything is vibration. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that we touch, they say that, that uh, my hand is on a marble tabletop and I could beat my fist against that and break my fist. But if I could change my own vibration, then I could pass through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when Jesus walked through a wall, Jesus changed his resonant frequency and walked through the wall because it no longer matched. And so the vibration of the different, this is really deep and goofy, but the <laughs> vibration of the different cells within his body no longer matched. And so uh, they weren't bumping into each other. Right. So he could pass right through that wall. So with these vibrations, vibrations, it's, it's also light. And mm-hmm. so Adam's initial mandate was to subdue the earth. And that didn't mean put all your cows in a pen. You know, it didn't mean that. What mm-hmm. it meant was bring light, uh, bring light throughout the earth and dispel the darkness, make the darkness go away. Jesus said that he saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning and... At that point, he fell onto the earth, and the earth was covered with darkness and void. And God began to bring in the first thing that he created was light. Let there be light. Mm -hmm. And then he separated the light from the darkness. But being as the earth rotated, it was still everything was dark at some point. What I believe Jesus handed us by being the second Adam was a new mandate to subdue the earth. And I think that when we praise, when we worship, we're establishing the kingdom in the earth. Bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Yes. That's what it's all about. And so as often as that happens, we've subdued that territory mm-hmm. and the darkness is dispelled. And so then we need to hang on to that territory and move on to the next bit. Because the goal of war is victory, but the goal of victory is occupation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Last wall now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I totally see uh, worship as a form of warfare, displacing darkness, mm-hmm. establishing the righteous rule of the kingdom uh, on earth. You know, you and I both believe the same thing. We, I think we're both in tune to the idea that rather than waiting for the earth to fall apart and burn up and God's wrath and judgment coming on it, that what we're supposed to be doing is establishing and building and pushing the darkness out yeah. and bringing further light into the earth. And taking care. Taking care. And Adam, being gardeners. Adam loved creation around him enough that it was him that was giving names to the animals. It was him that was, mm-hmm. that was uh, tending the garden. And if we have that kind of love, we're going to maintain. Uh, Jesus said if, you're, if your donkey falls in a hole on the Sabbath, you're going to go get your donkey out of the hole. <laughs> Well, you're going to do that not because of the expense. You're going to do that because the donkey is part of the family, sort of. Mm-hmm. Right. And so 
you you bring that you you have respect for that which serves you and you serve it in the same capacity there's there's always that ongoing relationship i i love my dog saint mm-hmm. bernard of the unfolding goodness <laughs> he's a Great Pekingese. Name. he's Bernie's so awesome. tiny he really is i bet he's missing you uh, i don't want to get into that uh-huh i'll cry i don't want to think about that i'll cry again <laughs> well hey we're gonna to have to take a break here for a second but when we come back we're Todd, not talking about Bernie. Todd is going to tell us the one teaching about God that he hates the most. Do not go away. I'm Praying Medic. We'll be right back on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Hey, honey. Hey, we're on air. It's the Woohoo Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I'm Praying Medic. In the studio with me is my wife, Denise. Hello. And Todd Wiseacre Adams. And now it is time in the show when I get to ask my guests the deadly question. Before you, I ask, before you ask the question, I want to know if you know. You, the, the woman who does that CD, do you realize that she's a Korean Scottish woman? Did not know that. That's cool. I, I like her music. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know more about her. All Good right, Todd, inevitable. Here's your magic <laughs> wand. You have a magic wand mm-hmm. and you can make any teaching about God disappear off the face of the earth forever. Oh, that changes everything. What is the one teaching about God that you get rid of? Hmm. See, now what I was thinking about was the fourfold ministry, fivefold, fivefold, fivefold ministry. I would change that. Oh, you're that's not really change about it God. to four. <laughs> right. No. no. Uh, so, uh, you, um, next question. No. no. Uh, <laughs> Answer that question. I'm, I'm trying to remember it because. There's, there's a lot the of teaching about God you hate the most. There's a lot of there's a lot of those that I just completely disagree with. Pick one. I have a lot of attitudes about people in the church that I would love to see changed. But uh, foremost, I, I want people to know that God loves them beyond anything. God loves them. God. But, wh- but what God about wrath? Spent, he. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> God spent time before Jesus. God was in in the ether. God was above everything, and, and God, people couldn't relate to God. Mm-hmm. People in, in Moses, they were afraid to go up the mountain and talk to God, right? Because of His wrath, they were afraid that He would hate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just the other day listened to a little snip on uh, YouTube, and it was a pastor who is not pastoring any longer, and I used the, the word pastor particularly incorrectly with reference to this guy. Uh, and he was just talking about how much God hates us. Mm. Just, he hates us because we're evil and we're filthy sinners and we can't. And it's as though Jesus never died on the cross. Mm-hmm. And there are people who have to have, uh, God has to be angry. God, they, if, well, what if, if uh, Jesus took all of God's wrath on the cross. All of it. All of it. All means all. All of it. What, and, a, what a, not a little bit left for me? No. But it's like people can't accept that. <laughs> well, because they look at, they look at, well, my life, I, I'm living, I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing for him. And mm-hmm. so he needs to, those people need to avoid hell. I'm going to tell them that there is hell, and they need to avoid hell, and they need fire insurance. And I, I well, I'm, there's a scare after, tactic involved. After 46 years, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
I've been on this walk for 46 years. I met Jesus when I was 10 years old on Easter morning. Mm-hmm. You're not 56 44 years old. 44 years ago. You're younger than me, so uh, knock it off. 40, 40, I forget. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I look ancient. So, you do. So I do forget. Um, you look like the Ancient of Days. That's one person I look like. <laughs> I, I, there's others that I get sometimes. But uh, I just had this discussion with somebody, and I said, all means all. And then they went to Thessalonians, and it said, warning of the, the wrath to come. And in that context, to me, wrath is the devil. Wrath is, we have an accuser. Mm-hmm. God does not accuse us of anything. I, I had a, I won't say I had a vision. I, I'm going to say I had a vision. I had a vision one time, and there was Jesus, and him and, and, and the Father were sitting side by side, and they were talking, well, who's, who, you know, judgment's coming. Judgment day's coming. Are you ready? Are you ready to judge him? Oh, I'm not going to judge him. You judge him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I can see them having this conversation, saying, well, I, it's, it, I already judged him. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were in me on the cross, and they were judged there. And that's, they were judged that's the there. End of it. Mm-hmm. There is no more judgment coming. Is that what you're saying? Our job now is to judge ourselves. Jesus came. He was judged for us. <laughs> yes. And he gives forgiveness to the people who don't know him. And the people who do know that him, he gives them the criteria to judge themselves by so that he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you just turned into George Carlin for a minute there. That doesn't surprise me. That was really cool. How, how did you do that? <laughs> I'm a shapeshifter. All right. We're going to shift gears here, shapeshifter. What can you tell us about the Tonino Portal real quickly? Uh, A few years ago, I didn't tell you all the story before. Uh, I had uh, an experience driving the bus where there was uh, a bald eagle. My whole life, I wanted to see a bird of prey come down and snatch up something. (laughs) There was a bald eagle pick up some kind of rodent. On the street in front of me, I'm, I'm doing 40 miles an hour, and I see this bald eagle circling wow. in front of me. And I went, ooh, this is going to be really cool. And so uh, I don't know if the, if the rodent got away or if the eagle got him. But I, I realized that God was saying something because the eagle looked over his shoulder at me like, did you get that? So what I understood that to mean was that we needed to have uh, a circle that pressed in for the, the point was evangelism. Okay. Well, then we went out and we, we, uh, I talked to these folks and they allowed us to have this, this drum circle in the field uh, at their house. And so we had four drum kits and three other uh, percussionists out there and we played for four hours. And wow. you recorded some of it? Recorded all of it. Okay. But I have one CD. <laughs> Tonino that's, Portal. That's just an hour and it's called Tonino Portal and you can find it on Facebook at uh, the House on Liberty Street. So go to the House on Liberty Street Facebook page. Facebook page. Find a link to the... Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So tell us about what happened with the well, worship. We, we, we played. We were, uh, we were submitted to one another. This is, this is the way I, I like to, to perform. I like to get groups together to be submitted to one another so that um, you have room and I have room and there's security and, and nobody's putting their lips on somebody else's worship or their sacrifice or their gift to God. And we understood at some point that we were gonna that we were opening a portal over this farm. Okay, and the portal got like two thirds done, 
And it was 11 o'clock and nothing was changing. So we stopped and we packed everything up and we went home. And at about 347 the following morning, I'm home, which is probably 15 miles away as the crow flies. And there is a thunder strike loud enough that it wakes me from my sleep. And I sleep like a rock. <laughs> I talked with the folks at the farm. It's Trinity Farms in Tenino. And uh, at that exact time, they had a thunderbolt. And the wind came from the end of the field where we had been playing. And the wind came whipping through there so fast that the trees were laying over. Hmm. And she was looking outside. It was bright as day outside. And uh, we knew then that it, that was the moment where the portal was completed. Since then, uh, she boards horses out there, and that's gone fantastic. They, they guys, prospered. They prospered. The opening of the portal prospered them like crazy. Mm. Interesting stuff to think about. God loves that you. music means it is the end of our show. You can find more of Todd on Todd, Todd Wiseacre Adams on Facebook. You can go find him. Uh, be nice or he will not friend you. Uh, you can also find, <laughs> That's his, true. find his Facebook page, House on Liberty Street. I am Praying Medic for Denise and Todd. Thank you for joining us here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. If you want to check out my books, go check them out on Amazon. Or you can go to prayingmedic.com and check out my articles and videos. Thank you all for joining us. You can check us out again next week here at 8 o'clock p.m. on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX.